0: This week's news articles talk about the new Michigan laws about being able to have self-service booze at venues. Nick talks about how prices are rising and we discuss if we've noticed it or how our buying habits have changed during COVID. Ken brings up an article about a lawsuit against a Colorado brewery whose customers say there is false advertisement with the electrolytes in beer. And Dan ends the news talking about the repeal of the 1834 Indian Trade and Intercourse Act back in 2018, which is allowing for Native American tribes to start making their own alcohol and selling it on their land. Is there a news article you want us to cover? Send us the news, betterondraft, at gmail.com. Welcome, everybody, to the news segment, Better on Draft Podcast, July 15th, 2022. Uh, Those of you listening, we will not be on next week. It is the Summer Beer Fest here in Michigan, Uh, so that's where I will be, is uh, not hosting a podcast, but instead drinking uh, just down the road from where I live at the nice uh, park uh, enjoying two days of beer festivals. Let's go around and see what everybody is drinking, starting off with uh, Tito. Tito, what do you got?
1: So... Continuing on with our uh, interview earlier, I'm drinking the uh, Blonde from Partake Brewing. Also, Double Fisting also pulled out the uh, the pail from Partake Brewing. And you're going hard. Tito's, I'm going hard. Tito's saying sober.
0: <laughs> Dan, what about you?
2: All right. I've got myself a nice Black Butte Porter. And because you guys are raving about this, I can't wait to see what this is actually like Is this cherry goes. Out. Oh, hey,
0: I, I've been sipping it. It's 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 pretty smooth. It, it does not taste sour. It does not taste um, too salty. It, it almost just tastes like... Uh, honestly, it tastes like a, um, a little sour seltzer, like a cherry seltzer. Um, maybe, maybe like a, a white claw, like the black cherry white claw with a, a little bit of uh, salt added to it. Uh, Nick, what about you?
3: Uh, I actually finished the Cherry Goza, now I'm switching over to the Pale from Partake.
0: Uh well, from uh Larry Lim in the chat. Guys, you can chat with us. We're live. Friday night starting at seven p.m. Facebook.com forward slash better on draft and twitch.tv forward slash bod podcast B-O-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Um I uh I'm I've been in the works of cleaning my fridge. Uh, I'm trying to get rid of all the damn beer that was in there because I had all those Vermont beers and Maine beers that I bought before I stopped drinking for a bit, um, as well as all of our guest beers. So I've got a big drop, Galactic Extra Dark, to stay in the N.A. But yeah, You're going hard, too. I'm pairing it up, <laughs> smartass. I would mute you if I could.
3: I'm in charge of this thing. With uh, so
0: this 10%... abolitionist double imperial stout 2021 from eastern market brewing oh okay so when you put it together it's about you know since this is a 16 ounce like a a seven and a half percent beer when you combine the two together so that's that's what i'm doing uh but the news segment is always uh we we got news we want to talk about we teased it during the uh Uh, The interview segment with Partake Brewing, Ted Fleming. Um, But there was a a, uh, lawsuit. Um, Ted has more faith, as we mentioned on that show, in humanity than we do. Uh, But a lawsuit transpired uh, for a a Denver man and an Illinois woman uh, partnered in filling a uh, federal class action lawsuit against a Colorado brewery. Uh, So the beer was called Spiked Snowmelt. I shouldn't say beer. It's a seltzer. Spiked Snowmelt Craft Hard Seltzer's Electrolyte Series. Um so there because it has like electrolytes on it, the person that purchased it is basically saying like it should have been healthier, or it should have been better for them, of course, other than alcohol. Um, I I don't understand. <clears throat> like this isn't a uh th- this seems to be such a what's what's a good word for just a trashy lawsuit like trying to like find something especially because it's two people from two different states going after it um for me like it it's a seltzer it's a beer it has alcohol in it like it says alcohol so if you're reading the can and it says sport hydration or it says electrolyte or something like that and it says percentage of alcohol like you should understand that alcohol is not alcohol is a downer no matter what. That's why they tell you not to drink it with Red Bull. You know, you're not supposed to mix the uppers and the downers. Um, oh,
2: you're not supposed to do that?
0: No. No, same <laughs> with Jager and Red Bull. Um, oh, oh pa- apparently Coca-Cola isn't too much of an upper to be considered a, a mixer with the downer because now you can do Jack and Coke uh, RTDs from Jack Daniels and Coca-Cola now. Uh, but I guess, what, what are you guys' thoughts on this customer, this person who... Uh, decided to purchase it and then afterwards sue the Colorado Brewery for making a seltzer because it has, because uh, it says electrolyte series on it.
2: What were they thinking? Uh, what yeah. did they think they bought? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <sighs> it's hurting it's, it's, my brain to even think about this. Like, if you a, think
3: it's not sports water, dude.
2: Yeah, that's so. What if there's electrolytes in it? I mean, there's every adjunct you can think of these days in any type of beer especially why would you assume you're buying like draft gatorade is the only thing i can assume draft. they thought they were getting like draft propel yeah like yeah. like here's my powerade on tap guys let me hit that up real quick
0: no mm. what are you actually doing i don't quite they, understand they thought because of the electrolytes um they were being tricked into thinking the alcoholic beverages would actually hydrate them
2: oh that just hurts my brain to even think about it
1: that makes no sense
2: it's yeah
3: it's gonna be i hate these people i hope
2: hope this gets tossed are there names in there what are their names who did the people that did this
3: uh
0: dan the doxer (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) megan taylor oh it's actually in there
3: Uh, (laughs) you don't actually have to give them i didn't think it was actually actually given their names
0: It says on the article, uh, we got this from KansasCity.com, in Megan Taylor's case, she bought a spiked snowmelt craft hard seltzer electrolyte plus series variety pack in Minnesota in July 2021. According to the lawsuit, she thought the drinks would hydrate her and provide her other benefits from the electrolytes.
2: Other benefits. Similarly, like,
0: Spencer if, Heinz, so there's your other name, Dan, congratulations, <laughs> uh, bought a variety pack in Colorado around March 2022. He also thought the drinks would provide health benefits based on the nutrient nutrient content claim, according to the class action complaint.
2: Yeah, the, the name <laughs> Spiked Hard Spiked Seltzer. Hard didn't Seltzer be enough. Yeah. You know,
3: how much you want to bet they met on Match.com?
2: No, I they're more—they're more of a plenty of fish type of.
3: Yeah, these That's are these difference. are two different
0: people who met up for the class action. So I'm guessing they. I mean, they, they found on you, some Reddit like. You know. Oh, that tells you even go, more. Uh, right yeah,
3: right. I wonder how many. I wonder. Does it say anywhere about how many people hopped on this class? It's obviously class action. Not at how, how many time. people hopped on? Uh, oh, I'll I think, jump on I just I so I can have. get a five
2: dollar payout, but it's yeah. still crap.
0: Um. So
2: it's the, gonna get tossed.
0: Yeah, the, the lawsuit was only filed on July first, so I'm guessing they're in the process of collecting names. If anybody else wants to hop on,
3: what's the website so I can sign up? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I'm not
0: seeing anything in here that's promoting the the website itself uh, for where the class action site is. So we just got this from uh, just the the KansasCity website, which is the Kansas City Star. Uh, i'm guessing their local newspaper
2: was
1: there a response in there from the brewery
0: no response from the brewery brewery? okay
2: no they're not going to respond yet and their lawyer will respond it won't be what's his name from new Brunfels or anything i know i bring him up a lot but that's that's where i would go yes
0: (laughs) dedicating an entire book to the shit poster that responds to you
1: (laughs) yep (laughs) I wonder if they got confused by how they describe the electrolyte series. It says, a custom sports hydration drink, mixed blend.
2: No, you don't get confused still, by spiked hard no,
1: seltzer.
2: <laughs> I, I'm assuming, now, I've never had this or seen this. Were they going to, for, like, an alcoholic, like, Gatorade or Powerade? Is that the kind of flavor they were going
0: for? Uh, I, I'm guessing they just added it to to call it something... Uh, electrolyte infused. I have no idea. I'm, 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 they, they added, you know, some type of uh, ingredient to be able to say it. And the only it. thing, the only other thing I can think with this is they thought they'd
2: get superpowers like you get when you drink a can of Four loco. I think they were maybe thinking that was the kind of thing that was going to happen, but I don't know.
1: They advertise it as the perfect companion for health conscious drinkers living the active outdoor lifestyle. So, oh. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that part. Yeah. That, that's, I saw that at, at the end of the article down there. So that's, that's on the website for the, for the brewery.
2: Oh boy. That kind of changes the whole lawsuit now. They may have screwed up with that one. I guess we'll have to wait and see.
3: I still think it'll get tossed. I do
1: too. I mean, it, it it's a drink. It's, a you know, but it's not, it's not Gatorade. It's not, supposed to completely replenish you yeah. you know
3: i mean i mean does it say anywhere like on the can like there's alcohol because we all know that alcohol does not whether it's little or lot does not rehydrate you that should be the giveaway
0: uh i'm sure i could probably pull up like a can from uh yeah
3: um untapped it, untapped yeah maybe
0: so the, the the photo that is on the um the website, the Kansas City Star, doesn't say. Yeah, it says 5% uh,
3: ABV in the bottom right. Okay, so we, we all know that alcohol does not hydrate you. So that is red flag number one. Uh, number two, it even says craft Hard Seltzer on it. So now you already know it's going to be an alcoholic beverage. Maybe they shouldn't have used electrolyte. As it maybe that's probably the give probably why if they left that out maybe it would be a different story. Yeah, but it's I, I don't know. I think I think it's a stretch. There's got yeah. to there, there's got to be some some consideration of like okay, alcohol does not hydrate you. This is common sense, and that that's where I'm thinking. If, if
0: I was the brewery, that's the thing I would say is that like name one other one that exists. Like you're. Like if you can name a alcoholic beverage that's said to uh, hydrate you, hydrate you, or something like that, you're you're putting assumptions into words because you've seen words somewhere else. Like just because it has electrolytes, it doesn't mean that plants crave it. Like plants do not crave (laughs) spikes. They don't. No, no, but thank you for understanding the idiocracy reference. (laughs) My God. Uh, we got some other articles we wanted to talk oh, about today. Man. Um, let's go to, uh, let's go to Tito. Tito, what did you want to talk about today?
1: So my article this week, I know, um, I think we talked about this a little bit before, but, uh, just want to give a little detail about a new piece of legislature that was passed this week. Um, Michigan bars and restaurants can now offer self-serving taps. So I just want in the article to give a little details as to how this is supposed to operate. So basically, basically what they're saying is now restaurants and bars can set up uh, taps in their establishment where customers can go up and pour their own beer uh, or beverage. Um, So just want to give a little detail behind the the Senate bill. 656 was passed last week, allowing, you know, um, bars and restaurants to do tabletop or wall mounted taps um, in their establishments in Michigan. Um, In this new law, part of it, how it's going to work is that the law allows customers to activate uh, taps or it's kind of kind of sound like tokens, really, Uh, but it's a a prepaid key card that the customer that the establishment will give to the customer. And the the but the thing about these key cards is they're going to have to stay attached to the customer. So it's either by a lanyard or by a wristband. And so the customer will go up to the to the tap. Um They will basically tap their keypad to it and it will pour them the amount of drink that they're that they prefer. And so now um and so but the key cards are rechargeable. So if you run through however many you pay for, say you pay for four beers and, you know, you get through your four beers, but then now you want to go for a fifth one. So it's up to the restaurant or the, the brewery's discretion as to whether or not they're going to sell you more. So that basically still puts the brewery in, in charge of not overserving somebody or the, the restaurant for not overserving people. So there it puts a little protections in for that. Um and also um <clears throat> on these self-serving dispensers, they're also limiting on how much they can dispense. Um, they can only expense 96 ounces on a single order. Um, but they're also set up so that they can dispense 16 ounces, a 12 ounce, uh, 16 ounces of beer, 12 ounces of wine, or 12 ounces of a mixed cocktail. Now, the one thing you can't get in these dispensers is just straight liquor, straight spirit, rather say a straight spirit. That's the only thing that you really, that you cannot, these cannot be set up for. So a question I had based off this article and, and, you know, based off of the, uh, how this is being set up? Do you see a lot of breweries changing over to add these in? I mean, I I kind of see maybe a new a new establishment, maybe you know, a new business can, that could potentially come out, come about with this. But do you see too many breweries actually putting this type of thing into their into their establishments or restaurants for that for that fact? I
3: see a lot I of like start Nick. Yeah, I'll see. Yeah. I see a lot of new like a lot of high end. Type of joints, maybe some newer places. Uh, the the key card thing, I you know what place kind of come kind of places come to mind when you hear about this that would do something like that? It'd be like the Dave and Busters and the high-end like arcade places, like the one over at a uh, uh Great Lakes Crossing, for example, where they got like a bowling alley and fulling and an arcade and karaoke and all that food bar those are the kinds of places that come to mind when i hear this that would probably implement something like this maybe maybe stadiums stadiums could too maybe uh, oh ken's shaking his head <laughs> i i don't think so i think stadiums
0: yeah you know, that's way too big to be able to control it because you still need to manage underage drinking
1: what about sure. season ticket holders Right, but they got to manage under he's drinking. Could, but you can't you get the you can't into, get the key tag.
0: You could throw it into a uh, like suite, like maybe a suite that yeah. has like a a, a resident um, usher or something like that that sticks in there and can kind of watch over and make sure nobody's doing anything. Where you can buy a prepaid card and just kind of like you know take the beer mm-hmm. out as your leisure. Um, I I see it happening at uh one you're going to get a couple of bars that'll be like you know those types of tap houses like what's the name of the place over in Arizona Dan it's
2: called Tap That Downtown. I was actually going to talk about that.
0: <laughs> well, why, don't, why don't you talk about
2: it? I'll, I'll let you start your. So, so you know, my whole thing. First off, Nick, what's this magical place where I can be singing karaoke, doing some two live crew I while throwing it's... a football at bowling pins? <laughs> I, I
3: think it's called level one over at Great Lakes Crossing.
2: That's amazing.
3: I just yeah. was like, wow, I could be doing yeah. all that Dude, and offending got, everyone and throwing arcade, a football. <laughs> yeah, it's like arcade. I'm not sure about the phone, but arcade, bowling, <laughs> ping pong, karaoke food. They got so much crap there, like billiard, pool table. It's it's like an all-in-one type of joint that takes up like a quarter of the mall, basically, but anyway.
2: Yeah. Nice. So my whole point with this whole, you know, we've had it out here for a while where you can pour your own, and it really takes a human element, and we've talked about this on the show. It kind of makes it just kind of robotic. Like, you just go in there, you pour your own beer, you know, you don't really talk to anyone. It's just kind of like... I don't even know how to describe it, like kind of going up to just a vending machine. Oh, let me get this beer. And you're not interacting with anyone or doing anything. And you really don't see a lot of people going to these kind of places, um, at least out here. Um, And I really don't see it as being that big of a thing. And we have even more restricted. Like if you go to this place right by me, it's 32 or 36 ounces. Then you have to go up and they have to add more onto there. Now, you don't have to keep the key with you. But you have to go up every time you pour either 32 or 36 ounces of beer to have them put more ounces onto it. So I don't know if people are really going to be it might seem like a good thing for a minute. But I think people are going to be like, yeah, this is kind of dumb.
0: Uh, Michigan is 96 ounces, eight beers. Mm. That's what the, the law do, says. Does, do you need like a special license to do this? Uh, I'm guessing it is just going to be your standard class. Standard
3: Michigan yeah, lic- yep. license. Standard standard beer, li- a beer yep. alcohol license type of thing. Yep. Yeah, there, there might be
0: different insurance you might need to buy, but I don't think different licenses that you need mm. to
3: buy. I wonder what a system like that would cost to actually implement in like a... Um, what's what's a medium sized brewery? You know, not nothing too well, small.
1: And I, I was just going to say, you don't you, you don't see this potentially benefiting a small brewery, oh. um, that that can't really no, the, get the, the, the big amount of you know wait staff money. or stuff like that. Small well,
2: breweries well, tend to have like one or two people working. Honestly, yeah.
0: yeah, you're you're that's a lot of money to invest in the technology.
3: Um, I could see it like a, like a, maybe like Brooks Brewing Ferndale. Maybe it's a decent sized place. It's in a good location. A lot of people going in and out, on a, especially on a Friday and Saturday night.
0: Like I was, maybe. I was thinking maybe Detroit Beer Co. If we have Detroit Focus Beer Co. Would be, yeah since like it's yeah. right by the ballpark.
3: Um, what about uh uh beer exchange?
0: Detroit. Oh, be- I'll, be- I'll exchange. go to that Detroit. place. No, no. Well, yes, they do. That place is always packed when I, uh, when I've been there. Um, but I don't see, uh, I don't see Some, it be it's a lot of
3: handles. Though. Yeah. It's, it's mm. not,
0: not only a lot of handles, but they already have a stick. They already have a right. the gimmick with their, their stock market and stuff.
3: Right. But you know, that's, you, 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 incorporate that into the purchase and then it's still, I'm sure it still fluctuates regardless
0: yeah i don't i don't know if they're going to be able to tie in the uh the softwares because obviously you'll have to tie in both the the
3: software with the that's beyond this show (laughs) (laughs) that's beyond this show let's be real like you'll
0: you'll be able to pull it off at like uh um Again, at eight degrees, because I mean if you just did a wall
3: yeah.
0: or if somewhere where you wanted to focus on cocktails, but the beer you wanted it to be automatic, so you didn't have to worry about pouring beers or opening beers or something like that, other than bottles and cans. Um yeah. would be a good place. Like maybe a Keysling. <clears throat> um or there's that one underground bar over by Checkers um it's... where you, you could install like, you know, five or six taps and that's it. Oh, you know what might be good? Like the blind pig. Is that
3: is that Ferndale? No, or is that Detroit? Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor.
0: It's a concert venue, yeah. and if it's like a twenty-one and up concert venue where you don't have to worry about babysitting uh, underage yeah. kids, like that's the kind of place where you're trying to because they they do de- have a decent amount of taps over there. Um, I don't know. We're we're just kind of all speculating. I don't yeah. think too many. Pl- I, I think you're going to get a, a tap that type place, um, and maybe one or two restaurants try the the technology. Um, but again, that technology ain't cheap. Uh, you'll start seeing it on your, uh, your Facebook ads, by the way. Uh, that's what I probably, that's what I
1: say. Probably it. you'll probably see it in more new establishments that it's probably just a new industry that may just pop up or new establishments that may pop up that can jump right into this from the get go. Um, I don't know. what. Yeah.
0: I mean, you we're we're talking beer. Honestly, we probably see it more at like a wine bar,
1: a wine bar. Yeah.
0: Like uh, a good, that's, that's the first time I've ever seen a system like that. Like a fob system was at a wine the wine, the wine bar. It was at um, the Fort Wayne baseball diamond. What were you doing there? I was installing a point of sale system.
2: Oh, like, why are you at like a, like a double A <laughs> baseball game in Fort
0: Wayne? Uh, it's usually why I'm always at a random insert restaurant or brewery or something in a random state <laughs> or city.
3: Hey, don't knock on those minor league teams, man. Those teams are some of the best. I say some of the best experiences in baseball. Affordable just, look, just look up, just look up the Savannah Bananas. Let's just look them up. Oh yeah, the
0: Savannah Bananas are a very that, that is off. the... How, how that's an actual league still and not just like a Harlem Globetrotters type thing. Um, oh man, I don't know. I still, I'll, I'll have to. They have to like. They should start putting their shit on like Twitch or something.
3: Um, oh my! Oh man thousands of people would want
0: dan have you seen the savannah bananas
3: i have not no I all right you look them up on uh on google and, and they're like all over socials and all that they're people like They'll, running out with like braveheart type kilts riding on horses onto the baseball field <laughs> with baseball bats and,
0: at, at one oh, point dude. there's a guy on stilts at bat I'm so confused. Is this what is this? <laughs> it's an actual minor an actual, league. Like there's it, like eight or ten teams in the league. Like it's, it's not it's, like a A double A AA, A. It's like no, US TBL. It's,
3: yeah, it's oh, a US gotcha. short so it's summer short uh college short league. So these are all college kids they okay. are still able to maintain I think they're still able to maintain their college eligibility, so they can still play in a in a league. So they can not, keep
0: playing and practicing they can keep, Yeah.
3: And stay sharp during, uh, yeah. Because,
0: I mean, college kids get signed, like, out of high school and they're still going to college. (sighs) Oh, yeah. So, there's other teams,
2: like the Macon Bacon and the Rocket City Trash Pandas also involved with this
1: league. So, okay. I see where we're going.
3: Rocket City Trash Pandas.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Holy macro! I'm watching this video. Guys come walking out with his bats on fire.
3: Oh, that one's new. I haven't seen that one yet.
2: There's also the Portland Pickles. (laughs) Portland Pickles.
3: (laughs) Uh, okay, they, yeah. the ump's twerking. Alrighty. Oh
0: God, I haven't seen that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, it's, it's, it's a full on. Uh, folks, before we fully derail, uh-huh. just go to like yeah, TikTok, YouTube, yeah, just go YouTube, on whatever and just search the yeah. Savannah Bananas, and you'll there's a whole like
3: it. documentary on ESPN. Oh first.
0: yeah, I forgot. ESPN did a little uh, like E60 30%. short. Yeah, E60 short or
3: thirty for not thirty for thirty. No. Um,
0: was was that everything you wanted to talk about, Tito? Yeah,
3: yeah. That's that's what I had.
0: All right. Well, Nick, you're up. What did you want to chat about?
3: Something that's actually not funny for a change, something a little bit more serious. Well, that's good. Um, we were just talking about trash pandas. Trash pandas and the savannah bananas and all that. Um, uh, this is a little interesting because we actually are still kind of, We're kind of living this with the uh, prices going up, uh, food prices going up, supply shortages and all that one thing that consumers are not slowing down in and are willing to accept is the price of beer rising. And they're, and frankly, consumers are, are totally OK with that. As consumers turn to cheaper priced offerings in a bid to save money, as inflation continues to accelerate, uh, head of Molson Coors said so far, most beer drinkers have not changed their buying habits. Uh, Gavin Hattersley, who's the CEO of Molson Coors, said in many cases, people are choosing to forgo a night out and instead purchase a higher end brew to enjoy at home. And also saying, quote, we haven't seen a shift down to lower price beer prices yet. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if if it happens as inflation, gas prices and things start doing really bad. But right now we haven't seen it. Uh Basically, people are okay with buying higher-end beer, maybe craft, maybe or people are getting this Coors Pure that's I keep on seeing on Facebook and all that, and bringing it home rather than going to a bar, going to a brewery, and partaking there. Uh, what are your guys' perception about this? Do you think that Gavin Hattersley of Molson Coors is right? More people are, try- are staying at home, or do people at least within our respective, you know, within where we live, are saying, no, that's bullshit. We, we're tired of the pandemic. We, we're okay with paying higher prices at restaurants and breweries, and we're going to go enjoy a night out. What are your guys' uh, perception on this?
0: I think you hit the, the nail on the head without trying. There's, there's definitely two categories of people out there. There's the people who are sick and tired or sitting at home and want to go out and have fun and party and go to the bar and lead their life normal. And there are other people who are still too hesitant and they're like, you know what, I'll just drink at home and watch, you know, Stranger Things. Um,
3: Great show, by <clears> the way.
0: So <laughs> I feel I feel there's an, an extension of both. So like the people that are yes. ready to get out are getting out and they're partying. They're ready to fucking rage. The people that want to stay home are like, all right, we'll just go to the liquor store and we'll buy what we need and go. Um, I I don't feel like just because I haven't really had the opportunity to go bar hopping or you know I've I've been to a handful of bars in the past year still um, that weren't like on vacation. When you're on vacation, I really don't pay attention to. I was gonna say, hold on. Choices. Um so like at home and stuff I couldn't tell you if price is raised I couldn't tell you if price is raised on beer or liquor or anything like that and I guess maybe because I just don't pay attention because I just i I buy what I want price be damned the only time I ever if if it's like uh the triple mash from Dragon's milk then I'm like all right let's let's take a step back <laughs> but you know uh, a beer or something like i I usually factor in for a six pack you know, 12 to 14 dollars. So, if it's anything mm. more than that, then I'm like, all right, let's pause. Why am I buying this? What do I want from it? What am I getting from it? Um, I haven't noticed any higher prices on the cheaper stuff either, like Tall Boys of Coors or Labad or White Claw. Um, but,
3: well it's, inter- well, it's interesting you say that because they actually say that uh, earlier this year when we started seeing inflation starting to kind of make its way into into our world um that prices at molson cores have did go up very also slightly going from four to five percent um so maybe people are okay with paying 36 40 50 cents extra maybe a dollar extra and maybe they just don't notice and then there's people like me who are just totally oblivious and just don't care. Just give me my beer and put it in, put it in paper or plastic, please. So,
0: Larry um, in the chat um, mentioned something really, really interesting. And that's something I never really put into words before that makes a lot of sense. But you go to a liquor store, you go to a um, you know a party store, you can get what you want and take it home. You're not going to a mm-hmm. bar and stuck with whatever the bar choices are. Sure. Um, and, or a brewery, like, God forbid you go to like a brewery looking for something that's not an IPA or a pale ale and <laughs> you're, you're yeah. stuck with seven pale ales and IPAs and a, a Pilsner. Um, <laughs> or, you know, there was there, honestly like that, that trip, there was another brewery that I went to, uh, where it was, uh, six IPAs, six kettle sours and a lager.
2: And I'm spending exactly zero dollars at that brewery.
0: But that's, you know, that's that's the thing you don't have to worry about when you're drinking at home is you're going to have what you want or you can go get it. Mm-hmm. Or if you're in a, a state like Larry and you can get Drizzlies, so you could probably get delivery, um, you know, for us, yeah, that's here, a ripoff. You think prices
2: are going up? Otherwise, get the drizzly prices. Then they're really up. Well, the going drizzly
0: prices are for when you drink too much and you want to keep going, the party going. Like you're you're paying that premium because you're 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 keeping the party going. You ain't you ain't paying the premium to uh, to get booze. You're just doing it so you don't drive. I mean, at least that's how I. The only time I ever use drizzly is if I just don't have a car either. Like I use drizzly when I went to um. Uh, grapevine for Quakecon every year and we do like uh the the first year we did it the people called us um making sure that we ordered what we wanted to order because it was it was about 40 people's order uh oh, for geez. A oh, worth wow. of drinking um <laughs> and then they gave us the number to call them next year and just be like just call us we'll deliver for nice free charge you <laughs> nice. what you want um <laughs> But yeah, I, uh, I that's that's a great point, Larry. Is is that like when I'm home, like I'll and, and the thing too is is that if I'm ho- if I'm at a bar, I I feel like obligated to drink. Whereas if I'm at home and there's nothing that I want, then I just don't feel any obligation to drink. Or if I want to, I'll go right. to the the party store and get it. But if not, then I'm just like, all right, well, I don't have to spend any money tonight. I'll just drink water, like a you know. Like hydrate a normal myself. human being, yeah. Hydrate <laughs> myself.
2: Trick a Spike snow melt hard seltzer and be get hydrated for the next day.
0: What about you, Tito? Have Take you been drink going a- to, to bars and restaurants? Like, have you noticed these changes going to even breweries?
1: I've been going more now than, of course, in the past two years. Um But not, still not as much. I still drink mainly at home. I do like. I'm I'm mainly a, you know. I have you know you have your your selection of stores that you know that have a good good selection of of items that you like to go to and so you go hit up and see what they got see what they have new and but that's primarily what I do is I'll just buy it and take it home and that way I can drink what I want to drink and drink it the way I want to drink it <laughs> <laughs> so no I'm I'm but I do I do enjoy going to breweries more so now you know I do I do enjoy going to those right now especially if I'm gonna go I'm a drink you know I'm not gonna go and have nothing
0: yeah if if i'm spending more than like seven dollars a pint that's when i kind of like pump the brakes a bit i think seven seven fifty is like my my think about it before i go but if obviously if it's a high abv beer or a high quality like product inside the beer um like you know they're they're using better ingredients or they're using more expensive ingredients um sure i'm gonna pay for it like a, a hop slam or something like that like oh okay i'll pay for a little bit more hop slam um, you're never buying a hop slam at a
2: bar don't even pretend
0: uh oh god i don't even know the last time i probably bought a hop slam other than the, the one can i had last week and i bought i bought the one just to have it for when i stopped or was uh, starting drinking again um, but like when we were, you know, Dan, we were on. If you follow us on Instagram, which is at Better on Draft, you can kind of see our, our vacation trips going to uh, all the breweries. And I didn't think tw- like, I didn't even look at the prices of anything I ordered.
2: No, and they were pretty reasonable. It's, you know, for, it's for sure. Thing. For
0: being in Vegas, too. Even the, it's... the Vegas, like, downtown breweries, like Banger
2: and, uh, Uh, Chicago in Chicago yeah um, that's the one thing I've noticed out here too I mean we're Vegas and here is a higher cost of living area than where you guys are at but where I've seen the increase is in you know buying bottles or cans at the store the uh, breweries the tap houses they seem to have remained about the same which is kind of nice but I'm in the same boat as both of you like I don't care if I there's something I want I'm getting it I'm not gonna be like oh you know it's a dollar fifty more too bad. No, I'm probably buying that without hesitation. Like I think most people are, yep. um, I wanted to bring up, I don't know if you guys remember 2008, that recession much, but it was way different. Um, the thing that people were doing were buying cheaper beer. So I think really craft beer has made a change to where people are like, no, I'm not giving up the good taste of that versus back then people were more willing to, you know, Go down to the old tall boy of Miller High Life or, you know, something to that effect, getting the 40 at King Cobra like I was doing all the time. So, you know, I think that's really changed because people would rather have something that tastes good than just habit to have it. So has COVID made people appreciate their taste buds more? It's entirely possible, <laughs> which is a good thing.
0: I think there's also been like a, a generational change where the the younger generations are paying more money for higher quality foods and not necessarily yeah. going for um,
2: you going know, for the McDonald's hamburger.
0: Yeah, yeah. no. Like, I, I think obviously the same the same group of people <laughs> will go crush like ten bucks at Taco Bell, but. <laughs> These are the kinds of people who will go eat brunch and go to like you know Parks and Rec or go to one Eye betty's or somewhere where they're going to have a lot of um more flavor for what they're they're purchasing and I think that's just a generational change because I feel we don't have a lot a lot of people in my generation don't have the ability to spend on a lot of things like the older generations were able to do like vacations and um they instead take the money, you know, and this is what people rag on them for. Oh, gotta stop buying your avocado toasts and your venti macchiatos. When in reality, it's the only thing that makes them happy. You laugh, and it's just sad because it's true.
2: (laughs) They might need to talk to a therapist about that.
0: I mean, (laughs) I'm all for mental health. I I go to a uh, hungover or not, I'm at therapy every Saturday morning, so i don't know about
2: i don't know how old you are tito but i'm a gen xer i I hear shit like that i'm like you need you need medical help like (laughs) mental help you if you're if you're in that generation and doing that i'm sorry
0: i mean that's most of us dan sorry (laughs) just is.
2: actually the majority of the show is gen xers and not
0: millennials but we'll leave it at that (laughs) i'm sorry i'm the baby in the show (laughs) you and nick yeah i'm sorry the baby with the god complex dan what article (laughs) anyways you know i i brought a
2: (laughs) jesus christ i i brought a feel good article today after a couple of weeks of doom and gloom um going back to modern times we're gonna talk about something that actually a little bit of education here that i didn't even know about and i kind of follow this kind of thing in general but um turns out that uh california is getting its first native owned uh brewery and distillery uh brewery and distillery is the first tribal-owned california distillery come to find out and i didn't know this there's only a handful of tribal-owned distilleries in the u.s and it's hoping to be a model for others so going into the history here there was a law going back to 1834 That didn't let tribes um, do anything as far as um, distilling or selling alcohol um, on the reservations. Now, back in 1953, they were allowed to sell alcohol that was amended so they could do that. But production of spirits was still prohibited. Uh, This all changed just a couple of years ago, back in uh, 2018. Um, that allowed them to actually the the name of this kills me and this is my beavis and butthead mentality coming out so here's the gen xer thing but the 1834 indian trade and intercourse act was actually changed to allow them to actually start brewing beer and distilling spirits so what i wanted to talk about is you know just a feel-good thing it's great to hear that the native americans are actually to do something like this you know the government really does control the reservations really does have kind of a lockdown of anything they can do they went through a similar thing from what i'm understanding from this with the gambling back in the 80s that allowed them open casinos do you see and hope that this will kind of open up for that whole section of our country to you know be able to move forward and open things that are popular like breweries and distilleries and just help them kind of come into modern america where you know i live We can drive 10 minutes from where I'm at to a reservation. The biggest one that covers four states is just a couple hours north of here. They do kind of live in the past and kind of in, you know, I don't want to say poverty, but it is kind of poverty and kind of just held back by a lot of things that go on. Do you see this as a good thing? And hopefully it will help, you know, these tribes kind of get a foothold and come into more of modern America and just not be like, oh, casinos and nothing else.
1: I see it as a big step forward um, and I I hope to see more of it. I mean, this, this is a really cool article. Um, Yeah.
2: (laughs) If you take a look and read into it, it's really great. You know, and I was looking back, there aren't too many native owned breweries even offer reservations right now. So it's really good to see something like this go on. Ken, there's a great one. If you make it out to Albuquerque this year to check out that I'll send you some information on, but it's, it's kind of exciting to see
0: yeah, I'll be, uh, I'll be in Albuquerque at the end of October, beginning of November, one of those weeks. Um, excited to go check out uh, a bunch of stuff over there. No, this is uh, great. I feel like this is one of those things that kind of just got, like, overlooked and without anybody necessarily pushing hard for it, um, nothing was going to happen. And now that...
2: Out them pushing? Yeah, because they've, you know, they always looked at the natives as, you know, alcoholics because they were kind of restricted and had nothing to do. And you think about a law from 1834 was restricting them from even being able to do this in 2018.
0: Yeah, to, to do it on Indian land. Native yeah, American correct.
2: Land. Like correct. That's,
0: that's the the important caveat because obviously they could have went to another city or another area and opened up. Um, but with that... Obviously, there's, you know, probably tax benefits to have the business and people come in for the business. Um, it also helps the reservation for jobs, you know, if they're going to start distilling and having a lot like it's just all in all, it's a good thing. And I'm glad that they're able to do. it. And I think the issue was is just nobody necessarily fought for it or fought for it hard enough to make it a point. Because that's the one thing we see here in Michigan is that there is a lot of um, laws that need to get changed. But without someone advocating for it, nothing will get changed. Well, that's the
2: problem with the Native Americans is, you know, they have to deal directly with the federal government. It's not the states deciding to do that. And, you know, dealing with the federal government, you know, you can have all the lobbying in the world. But if you're not greasing the right palms, it's kind of hard to make things go
0: down. Yeah. And you need the right representative to also push the bill, too. Like you need a a representative, let alone the right representative.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and plus, you know, they can build up a whole bunch of momentum, and but then as a regime changes, then they're just, you know, all that exactly. momentum is just gone. So, yeah, it's, it's like I said, this is awesome that this is gone through. Yeah, absolutely makes it a lot of fun.
2: But like I said, a little good feel good type of thing. It's yeah. something that's really overlooked if you're not out this way, especially since all the reservations tend to be out here. It's it's really a great story.
0: All right. Well, that's going to do it for the news segment, July 15, 2022. Once again, we will be gone next week. We will be back in two weeks. Uh, third time's the charm with this guest, XED Beverages. Oh, I'll get those out of the closet just so he doesn't show up. Cool. Uh, that's going to do it better on the podcast. Uh, no matter what you think of your beer, we think it's better on draft. Have a good night. Peace. This is Ken here for Better on Draft. Trying to ask, are you following us on all of our social medias? That's Better on Draft on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, even TikTok. You can find all the beers we drank, Bod Podcast, that's on Untapped, And of course, you can follow us every Friday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, BetterOnDraft.tv, Facebook.com forward slash BetterOnDraft, and Twitch.tv forward slash Bod Podcast. That's B-O-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Thank you to our sponsors, The Tuna Liquor in Rochester Hills and North Center Brewing over in Northville, Michigan. And if you want to interact more with Better On Draft, join the Michigan Craft Beer Discord, which is in the show notes of this podcast. And don't forget to download the Michigan Brewery Map app free for all users on iOS and Android. That's MIBeerMap.com.